This tech news would sound a little better if it had been open a few hours ago, but uh, I think it still passes the smell test. Microsoft has finally completed their $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard King after a year and a half of being grilled and harassed by the government to make sure they won't set every Xbox to self-destruct. Ugh, exhausting. The biggest buyout in gaming history went ahead right after the UK's Competition and Markets Authority approved an altered deal that will see Ubisoft holding the cloud gaming rights to current and future Activision Blizzard games outside of the European economic area. And if you think that sounds confusing, yeah. Basically, if you purchase an Activision Blizzard game and you live in the EU, Iceland, Liechtenstein, or Norway, you'll have a license to stream that game from any cloud gaming streaming service of your choice, assuming they have the game on that service available to stream. But if you live anywhere else, it'll be up to Ubisoft to grant licenses for Activision Blizzard games to cloud gaming services, meaning Microsoft will have to license the games owned by the companies it now owns if it wants those games to be streamable on Game Pass Ultimate outside of Europe. Okay. And you might be saying, Riley, can you shut up about cloud gaming? No one cares about that. To which I'd say everyone said the same about mobile games. And now those make the most money in the gaming industry. <laughs> but hey, it was all worth it for Xbox to own Call of Duty and more importantly, Crash Bandicoot. Meanwhile, the FTC says they're still focused on stopping the deal and are preparing an argument to submit to an appeals court in December. Bit harder to stop something from happening after it's already happened, but hey, you know, best of luck. We have to go back in time! We have to go back, Marty! Best Buy will no longer sell movies in their physical form starting in 2024, meaning you'll have to buy your DVDs or 4K Blu-rays from the trunk of Paulie's car, just like in the good old days. The news was initially reported by The Digital Bits and later confirmed by Best Buy, who told Variety in a statement that the way we watch movies and TV shows is much different today than it was decades ago, to state the obvious. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, I'm not looping film reels over top of my television and using the light to try and see the pictures in there, okay? We have computers now. Of course, while the move is bad news for preservationists, it's somewhat unsurprising. It's been five years since Best Buy stopped selling music CDs, and according to Josh Fairhurst, CEO of Limited Run Games, there are rumblings of Walmart dropping sales of physical games soon. However, while retailers are retreating from the physical world, Netflix is looking to enter it. CEO Ted Sarandos announced plans to open something called a Netflix house in two locations. And I don't know what that sounds like, except something I wouldn't let my daughter visit. The houses will have merch, food, and fan experiences, but unlike Disneyland, Sarando says you might visit a couple times a month, not just once every couple years. You know, like getting beers with the boys, but instead of wings, you order the Demogorgon roast. I have no context for what this place is gonna be. I just, what is it? And the CEO of RISC-V International, which oversees the open source chip architecture, has written in opposition to the idea that the US should block China's access to technology based on RISC-V because it's an open source standard. And uh, that's not how they work? Last week, a group of US lawmakers petitioned the Biden administration to cut China off from RISC-V, an idea that 
I mean, doesn't seem particularly concerning to the Chinese members of RISC-V International, including Alibaba Cloud, Huawei, ZTE, and Tencent, who haven't commented one way or the other. The CEO of a leading Chinese RISC-V chip company told the South China Morning Post that since RISC-V is, again, an open standard, the US could only block exports from US companies to China, but they wouldn't be able to block China from building their own products with RISC-V, which they have been doing already for quite a while. I don't know, maybe the US government should be worried less about China and more about the chair of RISC-V International, who recently said he wanted every chip in the world to be RISC-V, showing a slide titled, all your cores are belong to us. Terrifying. Arrest this man. <laughs> and I'll have to arrest you if you don't check out the sponsor of today's Quick Bits, the Ridge Wallet. That's not true, that's not legally binding. It's perfect for anyone who's always on the go, thanks to its compact and slim design that allows you to carry your essential cards and cash and gives you a more aerodynamic silhouette. Wow. With RFID blocking technology, your cards are protected from digital theft and the harshness of the physical world, thanks to its durable construction with high quality materials like titanium, carbon fiber, and aluminum. Upgrade your everyday carry with the Ridge Wallet. Check them out in the link below and use the code LINKED at checkout for free shipping and 10% off your purchase. Quick bits aren't what you think they are. Wait, what do you think they are? What the f No, you're, you're way off. <laughs> OnePlus will be launching its first foldable, the OnePlus Open on October 19th. It's not clear yet how much the phone will cost, but OnePlus is offering $200 off for pre-orders and up to $1,000 in trade-in credit. So it's definitely way more than that. <laughs> Despite the air of mystery, the device is essentially a rebadged version of the Find N3 from Oppo, who've already allowed YouTuber Jagat Review to post a hands-on with the device where he compares it to the Galaxy Z Fold 5. The Open seems to have a wider inside and outside display and a far more subtle hinge crease in the screen, like somebody airbrushed a butt crack, leaving only a single shiny mono cheek. What a glorious image. <laughs> a judge has thrown out a 2022 decision that found Google had infringed five of Sonos's patents because two out of five were filed in 2019, not 2006, as Sonos claimed. Bad billion dollar company, bad. <laughs> The original decision granted Sonos $32.5 million in damages, but rather than pay licensing fees for the features, Google pushed a software update that removed the group speaker features from devices that paying customers had already bought. Consumers are basically babies. They lack object permanence. Huh, where'd it, where'd it go? Oh, I guess it was never there. Google, of course, celebrated the recent decision by immediately pushing another software update, restoring the features they had previously taken away, presumably causing users to clap their hands and drool in delight like a game of peekaboo. There's the features. It's features. It's back. It's back. <laughs> Nvidia's Jensen Huang has topped a recent most popular CEO survey, no doubt due to that sexy leather jacket. Can't stay mad at him. Based on a survey conducted by the professional social network Blind, over 96% of the 13,000 verified NVIDIA employees there said they approved of Wong's leadership. Numbers rarely seen outside of North Korea. <laughs> Tim Apple, CEO of Cook, also came in the top five with 83%, while the average was only 32%, with at least two CEOs landing at zero. I don't know exactly what's going on at Western Digital and Nordstrom, but it's not good. It involves lying, I think. 
Speaking of CEOs, Google's current leader, Sundar Pichai, had a fairly reasonable take on the issue of the search engine being set as the default in Safari back in 2007, according to emails revealed during the ongoing US v Google trial. Pichai, who was part of the search team back then, thought that Apple's idea of offering two separate versions of Safari, one for Google and one for Yahoo, was maybe not as good as just adding a drop-down menu allowing users to switch search engines. It's nice to see a tech executive thinking about the end user experience while coordinating massive payments to have their product presented as the default. And after many Counter-Strike 2 players were inexplicably banned, Valve has warned anyone playing on AMD GPUs to switch off Team Red's anti-lag plus feature, which arrived earlier this week in a driver update until Valve can fix the issue. The feature minimizes input lag, but it does so by injecting itself into the game's code, making it look like unauthorized tampering is occurring and leading to a VAC ban. You can hardly blame players for trying to make the game smoother, although along with the lag issues, it's also brought some hidden treasures. I mean, teabagging's got nothing on tea twerking. And I would certainly be reading a segue about twerking if Jacob was here, but he's off today. So I'll simply tell you to please return on Monday for more tech news, please. Thank you.